Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We come to you with Calvary greetings and the living word of God. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Peter Singer said, and I quote, Diamonds have an image of purity and light. They are given as a pledge of love and worn as a symbol of commitment. Hand of good. Do you have a heart of diamond? Spirit of living God is bestowed upon me. He has anointed me to preach the God, we thank you for this opportunity to learn at your feet. We appreciate your love for mankind, that you keep teaching our mind to purity rather than abundance of possessions. Thank you for great examples you gave us in the scriptures. Father, we pray that your word today will strengthen us to believe in keeping our hearts pure as your given diamond. This is more valuable than the treasures of this world. We pray that your spirit will help us not to lose what we cannot replace. These are many more we are praying for through our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior. Amen. The topic of our message is your precious diamond. Your precious diamond. Our text is taken from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 16, verse 26. Matthew 16, verse 26. I read, For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? Brethren, a story was told of a merchant who wanted to purchase a gorgeous camel in the market. After spotting the one he wanted, he began to settle for it with the seller. There was a long bargain between the merchant and the camel seller, and finally the merchant bought the camel and took it home. On reaching home, the merchant called his servant to take out the camel's kajava or what is called the saddle. Under the kajava, the servant found a small velvet bag 
which upon opening revealed him to be full of precious diamond gems. Wow! The servant shouted, Boss, you bought a camel, but take a look at what came with it for free. The merchant was also surprised. He saw the diamonds in his servant's hands, which were shining and twinkling even more in the sunlight. The merchant said, I bought a camel and not the diamonds. I should return it immediately. The servant was thinking in his mind, how stupid my boss is. He said, nobody will know who the owner is. However, the merchant did not listen to him and immediately reached the market and returned the velvet bag to the shopkeeper. The camel seller was very happy and said, I had forgotten that I had hidden my precious stones under the kajava. Now, you choose any one diamond as a reward. The merchant said, I have paid the right price for the camel, so I do not need any gift and prizes. The more the merchant was refusing, the more the camel seller was insisting. Finally, the merchant smiled and said, In fact, when I decided to bring back the bag, it was because I had already kept two of the most precious diamonds with me. After this confession, the camel seller was infuriated, and he quickly emptied the bag and began to count his diamond gems. But after he counted with a heavy sigh of relief, he said, These are all my diamonds. So, what were the two most precious ones that you kept? The merchant responded, My honesty and my self-respect are my value diamonds that I don't joke with. The seller became dumbfounded. We have to look within ourselves to find out if we possess any of these two special diamonds. Do you still have these two precious diamonds? Anyone who has these two special diamonds, honesty and self-respect, is the richest person in the world. Brethren, the virtues that God values are not virtues that money can buy. The disciples had a unique experience in the book of Acts, Chapter 8, verses 17 to 20, which says, Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. When children of God focus on the things of this world that money can buy, they make their spiritual possessions which money cannot buy to look as though they are valueless. Jesus Christ, our perfect mentor and master, came to this world to live a life that shows the value is not measured in physical possessions, 
But in spiritual terms, Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, observed that, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. This means that Jesus Christ as the Son of God hallowed the great virtues of righteousness, but he came to the world to bear the sins of the world, being poor at that instance in righteousness, so that we who are poor, because we are naturally low in righteousness, become richer after he has redeemed us with his death and resurrection. Hallelujah. If any disciple of Christ understands this, then Christian living will be quite easy for such a disciple. To lose one's soul is like replacing one's precious heart to exchange for a leg of cow. This is not an abateur. Flesh exchange will be the most stupid trade any disciple will settle for no matter what. An example of a rich man who asked Jesus Christ of what to do to inherit the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 19, verses 21 and 22, the Bible says, Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when the young man had that saying, he went away very sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Focusing on great possessions is devil's deception for unsuspecting Christians. Firstly, you can never have enough of such possessions. Opportunities will keep coming and looking lucrative to pursue all the time. This gives the mind an everlasting task without rest. It may even get to the point of denying God his honor, worship, and attention in service. Many will break covenants of God in tithes, first fruits, and offerings, just to get more and remain unsatisfied. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, King Solomon wrote, There is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but he leads to poverty. The insatiable mind is always looking for more and more and more. Many die looking for more while the blessing he had received long ago is never enjoyed. What a huge yoke. Secondly, one day, no matter how rich and careful you are, you will leave all your earthly possessions one day. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 7 says, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. That means our efforts amount to fact that we are just chasing a shadow. Thirdly, brethren, no matter how rich you are, 
If you had a thing that is not yours, no matter how little, to your possessions, it's like allowing the bile in the intestine of an animal to spill on your claimant. You automatically have the status of a thief. Do you know a curse is placed upon every thief? Yes, every thief. Big and small. The same cause. The covenant established for a thief is poverty and profaning against God. You don't want to be part of that, I suppose. In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 9b, it says, Unless I be poor and still, and profane the name of my God, they are condemned and have no inheritance in the kingdom of God. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10, that no thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Wow! Are you a small or a big thief? We are not talking of how rich or poor you are, but how much of toxic intrusions you have allowed to corrupt and pollute your belongings. You cannot continue like this. Are you covetous of other people's diamonds? It's time for you to change today. Start valuing the great diamond that God has freely given you. This is what has maintained your dignity with man and God, which should be a source of pride and happiness for you. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28, that let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good that he may have something to give him who has need. Our God is a merciful God. He forgives sins. That was what he came for, to save sinners. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, Apostle Paul wrote, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the chief. However, for this reason I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show all love suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Hallelujah! Congratulations! As you take a step now in confessing of sins, and accepting of Christ. May he receive you and grant you pardon and write your name in the book of life. Amen. We want to appreciate you for your patience and interest in listening to this broadcast. We believe you have been blessed. Please help share with others. You can also listen to this broadcast and the previous one through our podcast streaming codenamed voice of trinity god bless you richly amen and the day of-
to console all inside to give beautiful ashes praise God for depression they will be called righteousness Christ will be Let us pray. Our wonderful Lord and God, we want to appreciate you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for this message, calling us all to repentance. As many as are saying, Lord, here I am. Please in no way reject them, Lord. Please write their names in the book of life and keep providing for their needs. Whenever they call upon you, Lord, Please answer their prayers and give them earth-shaking testimonies. All of us, Lord, till we see you in glory, perfect all that concerns us. In your kingdom, we will not be found wanting. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. <laughs>